The bar is open. I hope y'all missed us. And I'm Jack. And I'm Daiquiri. Welcome back to the Jack and Daiquiri Show, girls. Um, it's been a pinch of a minute. We this need a time round around. of applause when yes. we start the show. Whoop, just whoop, to be whoop, like, whoop. You know, burr, burr, burr. we are indeed back in this raggedy motherfucker. Um, we are, I think, on. Actually, we could be a pinch off schedule. No, we. So we're only off by a week mm-hmm. because, but I went out of town. Right. We did a show before that, and then we should have done it last week. But both of us were like, fuck that. It was a no week. We told you girls, I think last time we did the, I think last time we did the podcast, it was a, like a brief conversation about how there are just moments where it's just giving very much no, girl. (laughs) If I don't want to do it, I'll wait all Thursday. Mm -hmm. And I know Daiquiri will text me at three o'clock. If if he texts me at three, he wants to do it. Right. If it gets to 4.30 and I hear nothing, we're not doing shit. There's no need for me to even say anything. Nope. If it gets to 3.05, there's no need oh, for me to say anything. 3 o'clock and 35 seconds. Yes. And I'm like, no. I literally, I think I texted you this week. Well, I text you over the weekend and then this week as well being like, hey. Because I always check in. Yes. Because like this is one of the weeks where I was like, I want to do it. Right. But if he don't, then I'm like, okay, that's cool. Right. We, I texted you last Thursday, literally a week ago, and was like, we potting today. That was at 10 a.m. Right. So you know it was serious. Right. Right. And then you texted back like a half hour later, can we do next week? And I, th- I stopped reading after can we do next week because I'm like, yeah. work. <laughs> cool. Don't have to do a show. It's fine. That's what I wanted anyway. Right. <laughs> Cha-ching, nigga. Um, but that, that also just means that when we come back in. That shit's going to be way better. Or very refreshed. Yes. We both actively want to be doing the show. And I think it, we, we always just end up with a better product on the other end. So For sure. Um, how have you been uh, since last time? Holy shit. So a lot of things have changed. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I have a new accessory. Yes. So I officially have to start wearing glasses. My God. And have been wearing them for about four weeks now. Wow. And I look damn good. Absolutely. I'm getting a lot of compliments from everyone. And don't tell my girl this, but especially the other women. You look very, <laughs> like, dapper. Thank you. Like, the glasses, is. I'm like, oh, wow, you look, look like an intellectual right now. Well, thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, the first time someone said it, I was like, damn, did I look stupid before? But No. <laughs> but, not at all. No, I know what you mean. But, yeah, so I've done that. It's been an adjustment. So I got my glasses because with insurance, obviously grown up shit, you yeah. have like vision, right? Right. So my girl, Shirley Temple, uh-huh. she has to get glasses. She she needs vision care. So I went just being like, oh, let's test it out. And they're like, you know mm-hmm. what? You kind of actually need um, a little bit of a prescription because when it's ever it's like raining really hard or at night is it kind of hard for you to see and i was like you got a camera in my car yeah, yeah. it is a little bit hard to see it it is kind of difficult sometimes she's like i think you need glasses for when you're driving when mm. you're she's like what kind of job do you have and i was like she's like are you looking at screens like all mm-hmm, day and i was mm-hmm. like i do she goes yeah that's gonna help and i was like oh shit so um basically i wear my glasses now majority of the time but especially when i'm driving um with work and just everyday like stuff now, um, which is cool. It's yeah. been a little bit of an adjustment, but I'm getting used to it now. And then we just recently got back. I always try to make sure that 
um, Shirley Temple is out of town on her birthday. Yeah. So we just went out to Denver for her birthday. And, and happy belated to her, obviously. Yeah. It's crazy. She's she's so grown up now. We've had this is her fourth birthday that we've been together. We were thinking about it because her first one, it's crazy. We were both in college still. And we had met the summer before. Gotcha. And we like had stopped talking and then out of like nowhere we kinda of started talking again. You know how shit goes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, your birthday is coming up. I'm like, that's cool. She's like, yeah, I'm not really doing much. And I was like, if you could have like anything for your birthday, what would you want? Mm-hmm. You know, young, young baller type right. shit. Trying to be like, I'll, 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 yeah. I'll get you the moon. I'll get you whatever you want. Girl. Right, right, right. And right. Uh, she's like, oh, I really want, you know, some Uggs. And my first thought was, damn. Okay. Right. So I was like, what do they look like? She sent me a picture of them. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what size you wear? I told them what size she wore. So I ordered them. I said, hey, what's your address? And the crazy part of this is she never once was like, why do you want my address? She was like, she oh, just, this, here. this is my address. Right. I said, they'll be there in three days. And she said, what'll be there in three days? I said, your birthday gift. And my thought process was, and I'll be real, it was, A, I'm going to send these shoes to her and I'm the bossest nigga ever. Absolutely. Or I'm going to send these shoes to her and I'll never hear from her again. Either way. she got what she wanted. Right. Either way, we good. Right. So that was the first birthday, and then we've done multiple other trips since. But like we've Denver has been on our list for a while. We both have been before, and we're like we want to go together. So we went. It was great. It kind of sucked because on her actual birthday, mm. snowstorm. Wow, first one of the year. So we were in our hotel, but we had a Hilton suite, so it wasn't a terrible. It wasn't like y'all were just like kind of flummaging around. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we had plenty of room and things to do. To so do. Yeah, yeah. We were good. Wow. Uh, my dad lives in Denver, so we got to hang out with him and it was great. You know, my it's crazy because we get there and the first thing is the two of them pairing up to give me shit. And I'm like, you're my woman <laughs> and you're, and my, you're father. my fucking father. Right, please don't. We should be teaming up. And they was, he's like, no, that's my best friend. And I was like, Jesus Christ. That's every, cute. Every time he texts me, I goes, hey, son, hope blah, blah, blah. I hope everything's going well. Tell my best friend I said hello. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So we did that. And second part of that is I am not on the plantation anymore. <laughs> so story about that. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to Denver. So I was like, I want my last day to be before I go to Denver. Got you. I was originally supposed to do, I think, two days before. But I only did two days into that week. And I was Mm -hmm. like, fuck it. So I told my manager. I was like, hey, like, how does it work? And he's like, oh, yeah, just send me an email. I was like, damn, nigga, I thought we was kind of cool, you know. But he was pissed. I'm like, all right, bro, it's cool, whatever. Mm. So I worked those last two shifts. Bro, when I tell you I was carefree. Didn't give a shit. Didn't care. Right. Did, it didn't fucking matter. That was the best two days of my life there. Oh, you don't want to buy this shit? That's cool. You're like, that's fine. Bye. Right. You just want to pay this? That's cool. I ain't going to charge you shit extra. Right. Motherfuckers be coming in. They're like, oh, yeah, I know you. One dude came in, one of my coworkers. He had a client come in, and I ended up helping them, and they were buying all this shit. They ended up buying like $1,000 worth of shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I can take it. I can do it. And I was like, yeah, nigga, you can have it. I don't give a fuck. You're like, literally take it. I'm like, bro, it it doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm still getting all my PTO. I'm still getting all my fucking money I've already made. Like, Y'all need this shit. Do what you're going to do. Right. So, 
that was over and now your boy is back corporate period where i belong so i've accepted a new position thank god work um downtown st louis i love it doing something that's more aligned with my career yeah and like my college career at least my um degree which is great and i've uh, been there for last so i literally landed um from denver we did it so i did my our tickets basically we got there early morning mm-hmm. and then we left late night got you so i got back to st louis at like 11 30 and then got i was home at like 12 30 and i had to be at work at 7 45 the next morning mm-hmm. so got up did all that but literally it was there was no like there was a perfect like overlap of the last job to the new one yeah where there's no like basically no pay missing you know so that was good you didn't get to you didn't have to miss a check at which all which is always really nice at all yeah um, wow. So it's been great. It's been cool. Um, it's overwhelming, obviously, because I think anytime you start something new, it's new. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, how am I going to do this shit? But the past couple of days, I'm like, you know what? I'm that nigga. Yeah. And I'm a nice shit out today. We had a meeting with the fucking president of the company. And I mean, I, I didn't know we were fucking meeting with but that motherfucker, but I was in there and I think of everyone, honestly, like I'll toot my own horn. I impressed that motherfucker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was like, what happens when you, we don't know what to do and things are new. And I was like, I'll go in there and kill that shit. <laughs> he goes, damn, Jack, I love that shit. Right. You're <laughs> in there like, talking shit. He's like, but what do most people think? And somebody over in the corner is like, we were not going to do good. I was like, nah, cause that's the thing. We're new. Right. We, we can always say, oh, I didn't know. Try that shit out. Just try it. My my approach for here is literally, I I always refer everything back to sports because that's all I know. Kobe Bryant. Anybody that truly knows Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. that nigga came in the league and was trash. <laughs> he would shoot air balls. Yeah. All that shit, right? Didn't get no PT. And that's how I look at it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to be the Kobe Bryant of this. Because I got my team that I'm on and everything like that. I said, I'm going to be y'all's Kobe Bryant. You ain't pass on me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to come in here in the beginning. It might be a little rough. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be the best motherfucker y'all ever had. I'm going to smoke this shit. I, and I told yeah. him, I said, no one's going to outwork me. Not That's a nobody. really good attitude to yeah. have. And it's and it's it's hard because you got you to gotta really have that shit in you. You know, I got that dog. That dog. That yeah, dog. Knew, yeah, I fucking me. knew that was coming. Right. Um, but that's how I look at it. Like, I'm like, I'm carefree. We're, we're supposed to go, you know, and actually like really get into our teams and all that type of shit and really start doing the job uh, next week. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready, man. I'm ready to knock the shit out. So everything's good with me. Wow, how fantastic. are you? I uh, am suffering greatly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice that you're doing but, so well. Before we start out, can I just tell everybody how much i miss daiquiri oh i missed you too we literally yeah i was like we gotta do the show tonight that's my boy we, we be needing this we talk i, I feel like most time people are probably like these niggas really only talk at the show but no it's like not true i miss my nigga yeah and you would have been proud of me in colorado too really i'll sell one more story please Sorry. so shirley temple and i we mm-hmm. are in colorado weed weed absolutely and my dad was like, oh, I want to, you know, Shirley Temple's birthday's tomorrow, but I want to take you guys to dinner the night before. Mm-hmm. We said, cool. We're in the hotel getting ready. Shirley Temple looks at me. She goes, you want to get some edibles for tonight? Like, let's or- take something. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, let's get something we can do before dinner. Mm-hmm. So we go to the dispensary because they're literally like McDonald's 
in Colorado. So it's literally we had eight to choose from in our mile <laughs> radius. Like is crazy. Yeah. So we go, and I was like, so we're going to dinner tonight, but we want something that like we'll just be chilling, you know, just cool, like all this. The girl that helped us was super nice. It was, you know, my girl's birthday, so she got a free uh, like pre roll for oh, her birthday, wow. and the girl's like shorty's uh was like, oh, I need a a lighter. The girl's like, oh, you know, you're good. Just just take it. I don't care. So <laughs> she got a lighter and a pre roll um, oh, so for her birthday, and then we bought edibles. So we mm-hmm. bought three different edibles. We bought one that was like chill, like you take it and you'll just be calm. Yeah. We took like a nighttime one to help you sleep. And then we got one that was like energy, right? Mm-hmm. So before we go to dinner that night, I took the energy one. Okay. Which is sativa usually. Yes. Yeah. And Shirley Temple took mm-hmm. the chill one. Indica. So we're sitting in the car. Everything's good. We're, you know, waiting on our table. Table comes up. As soon as we both sit down, I was like, whoa, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she yeah. sits down and was like, whoa, fuck fuck and we're sitting there i love I'm this i love this fucked uh-huh, up uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and i like i'm sitting at the table and instantly I'm just, i just got hot I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah like our food came out and i'm just sitting there like whoa whoa mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my dad's like he's like you good and i was like uh-huh and i'm looking at her she's fucked up she's not saying shit she's just laughing oh my god she's just laughing then i'm laughing everybody's laughing but they don't know why we're laughing you all got high as shit we were high as fuck but she was able to play it off because i had the energy right my shit's like come on come on come on so i'm sitting there and i'm just eating i'm just eating eating and i was like i gotta go i literally stood up and just went to the bathroom I go in there, bro. When I say it felt like it was 95 degrees. Yeah, I know. And I'm sitting there. I go in the stall and I'm just like, whew. I'm like, come on. Rally. Work through it, Jack. You got this. You, you got to rally this. through you it. Got yeah. This. yeah. Don't green out. No. So I come out. No one's in the bathroom. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, why am I hot? Why am I hot right now? So I, you know, somebody comes in. And I act like I'm washing my hands and shit. I'm like, all right, cool. There's a little bench in there. I sat on that shit like Michael Jordan in the flu game. I said, okay. Don't bitch. I'm gonna go out here and kill these niggas. Right. I got up, walked back to the table, finished dinner, everything's cool. As we're leaving, apparently, I thought I was cool, mm-hmm. but I was walking, apparently, you gotta ask Shirley Temple about this, fast as fuck. I believe that. I'm talking uh-huh. like through the restaurant, like <laughs> like moving, bro. And I got long legs and long arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking like fucking Slender Man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. through fucking Maggiano's. Yes. Like a damn idiot. Next morning, I'm like, man, that was crazy. I was high as fuck. She's like, me too. You were walking so fast. <laughs> and I was like, no, I wasn't. Because on the way out, I was like, me and her were walking together. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you were like 15 steps ahead of me. And I was like, for real? I thought you were right there. She goes, no, you were fucked up. And she's like, your parents knew. And when I say parents, I mean my dad and his girlfriend. They knew that you were inebriated. That I was fucked something. Because apparently his girl kept being like, "Are you are you high? Are you high?" And I just kept ignoring her. I was like, (laughs) 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 "You were stoned." I was fucked up, bro. I've never been. I've never been that high. At least I not. I have not smoked weed or done 
edibles like that? The last time you got high was with me, which was like... Yes, and that was two, two years, years ago. ago. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So the next night, I did the one she did, and we went to dinner. The and downer. I was, yeah, and I was chill. I was sitting there eating hot wings. I was on some real nigga shit. I'm going to tell you, like, the... Eating my wings, when, drinking my When beer. I first started, like, getting high, I would say the first year... There were a couple of different times where I got so high that I like threw up and I realized later on that it was the kind of weed that I was smoking. That shit where it's like, oh, you get a lot of energy, whatever. It's typically associated with um, sativa, which is like. I'm going to give you uh, some before you leave. Begging you to. (laughs) I'll let you try the one. The one that I did. They, the the girl explained to her like she's like oh you can do this and like clean the house like uh-huh. do like be yeah. productive yeah yeah so I'll give you one of those I got one that uh, Shirley Temple had and then I've got this we haven't opened the sleeping one yet but once I open it I'll go let you get one of those too. I uh, so I once I figured out that it was the kind of weed that I was smoking I was like oh okay smoke the other kind of weed because I I I couldn't handle sativa for a while because. Uh-huh. It, your brain starts operating so quickly that you're like, I can feel my cells dividing right now. Like I can feel my shit in mitosis. Right. And you start to get really panicky. I remember getting very, very hot, which is why I'm like, oh, I'm like waiting for you and you're it telling was, your story. I'm like, oh, he's, he's, he threw up. He yeah, threw up. No, stuff. see, that's the crazy. Thing. I would overheat and throw the fuck up because oh I, I couldn't handle it. Right. The indica shit that Shirley Temple did. That is way more my speed of like you get high and you sit down, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't, you you can't move. <laughs> it's not going to allow you to move. Um, so it it really is just a matter of like figuring out, uh, I guess the kind of weed that that's comfortable for you. But I love that you got high in Colorado it because was that is the first thing that I fucking would have done. We literally were like, oh, we should have done this in the mountains. But, oh, but then at like after dinner. She was very much like, we shouldn't do that. Because the one that should have been calm got her the same way that the one that was supposed to give you energy got, got me. You. Yeah, so yeah. we were like, we got to find a happy medium. And she's like, maybe we should just do half. And the crazy thing did was like. Did you take the whole edible? I took the whole thing. She did the whole thing too. Oh, nigga. And the crazy thing was I, that night, like I took it and I was like, I don't feel shit. I was like, let me try one of yours too. And I was going to try and stack them. I would have legitimately <laughs> died. been on the news. Yeah. They'd be like, um, local Negro dies, uh, <laughs> in Colorado <laughs> this weekend. Literally. Um, so it, it, it really, like I said, it, it is just the kind of like figuring out the kind of the best weed for you or whatever. But I, I love, I love weed stories. Um, they're always really fun because it's always like most of the time you don't realize how fucked up you are, yeah. right? And you have to have somebody tell you, do you know that you were doing this? Like, oh, do you know how fast you were fucking walking? That's the thing. And it didn't feel like that. She was like, of course not. zooming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I very much, I very much believe that. But I, I'm happy that, <laughs> that you had a good time. I, uh, like I said, I, uh, <laughs> uh, life is hell for me currently. Um, and it's not to do with personal life shit. Not really. Um, me and my boyfriend have been really kicking it. It's been mm-hmm. chill. Um, work sucks. I, I can't stress to you all how much work is so debilitating to me right now. Um, this has been the most stressful year of me teaching. And uh, it ain't even really because of the teaching shit. It's because we have bad admin. It's because 
some of our parents are out of their minds um and no shade it is a it's a growing pains thing for me where i'm like oh i'm doing a i'm doing this for the first time uh again right it's my third school year in a row doing some shit for the first time and it is just me still trying to figure out how best to be a teacher to these uh fucking middle school kids and so there's things that come along with that in terms of like learning how to do certain things figuring out how to handle how certain you know situations work I was just talking to another teacher today. She was like, no, Jones, it's like this middle school, like teaching middle school is, is a very different kind of ball game than, than elementary. So I know that last school year I talked pretty heavily about like being depressed a lot. Um, this school year I haven't really been experiencing what I would consider to be depression, but like my anxiety has been made so much worse by all the shit that I have to go through at work that like most weekdays I come home and I lay on the couch in essentially the fetal position and I don't move until my boyfriend comes home. Like I I'm Mm. just on my phone, like immovable until he gets home. Cause I don't, you know, I'm not coming home and wanting to be social with anybody. Right. Like I, I cannot handle talking to to people i can just handle scrolling mindlessly on my phone or watching some dumbass tv show right um i have been trying not to let it swallow me um and i know that i'm gonna figure it out but it's been it's been hard like it's it's been a really shit school year for me thus far and there have been moments i've talked about on this podcast being happy to be teaching middle school and having fun moments where i'm like oh i taught this lesson i feel like it did re- i feel like it went really well whatever but the all the background shit it makes it incredibly hard not just to do your job but to want to do your job mm-hmm. i called off work this week uh for like a day i don't do that you i like called do, off? I, I just called off yeah you I, never do that i woke up and I, Dakri goes in on the days he doesn't have to be there. Labor yeah. day, he's there. Mm-hmm. I, I go to work, right? Prepping. <laughs> I remember telling my partner the night before, which was a Monday night. I was like, I think I might fucking call off because uh, Tuesday was election day. And I mean, I don't give a fuck about elections, but <laughs> I. He's passionate about his local government. Yeah, I, who gives a motherfucker? <laughs> all, all, all of you niggas are. Anyways, anyways. Um. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about elections like that, but I was like, oh, y'all should have gave us election day off anyway. Mm. I'm not really feeling the vibe here. So I called off sick that morning because we have sick days and I can use them. Right. Now, I felt incredibly guilty and anxious the entire time I was off because I'm like, oh like my somebody's going to catch you. Like, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. You know, my kids need me. I got an email from one of my students during the school day. And she was like, don't ever fucking let this person sub for us anymore. <laughs> we hate her. She's mean, right? <laughs> and so I just have been, I try to be as very, I try to be as honest with y'all about like myself as I can be. It's just not been very fun in the Daiquiri Jones camp. It, I, it, I fucking hate it. Like, I, I don't use the word regret mostly, and so I'm not about to do that now. But one of the things that I told one of my mentors the other day was like, had I known that it would have been all this fuck shit this school year between between administration and parents and 
kids and whatever else is going on at work, if I had known that it was going to be all this fuck shit, I would have very silently suffered as a third grade ELA teacher, as opposed to doing what I want to be doing in this high stress ass environment. I'm just like, I don't know if I can take much more of this current stage of life and not to say mm. that I'm planning on checking out anytime soon. I, I love myself way too much to kill myself. Um, but it is a huge burden, um, that I'm trying to figure out not even necessarily, yes, how to lighten the load, but I think it's also about like, Oh, this is a teacher thing. Like motherfuckers who are in education, they go through these things sometimes. Like my mentor was like, I'm actually glad this is happening to you so that you see how it can be. Right. And so I am trying to figure out not how to lighten the load, but how to more easily manage the load that I've been given. Solid. Um, the only other, the, the bright spot in life is that the music shit has been going really, really well. Um, we have six songs complete and it's looking like either a nine or 10 song project. Damn. Which means I'm right there. Yeah. You got to, for, for all the dogs type shit coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, cause my album is only going to be 30 minutes long um, and it won't be goddamn 23 songs. Um, I really am looking at, like I have one that I'm working on now, which means mm -hmm. I'll have six by the end of this month at the very least. I know the other two or three that I need to get done. And so one of the things that keeps me out of work hell is knowing that I am <clears throat> putting every fiber of my creative being into this project. Yeah. Out of the six that we have, we being the engineer and I uh, that have been working together, out of the six that we have, five have been entirely produced by me. Five. Damn. And all six of them I wrote all by myself, right? And so it's a huge accomplishment for me. Now, obviously, I write all my own music anyway. That's not that big of a gag anymore. But the idea is that I am really putting forth so much effort into this body of work. Mm -hmm in every stage of it, that it is, it is one of the only kind of guiding lights for me right now. And knowing like back to the job shit that like, I'm 26. I don't have to do anything. Right. <laughs> I don't have to do a motherfucking thing. Um, but I do know that I like being an educator. I do feel as though I kind of live, live by this mantra anywhere. Anyway, I'm always exactly where I need to be. No matter how fucked up a situation is, no matter how much I would like to be in a different space right now, I am always exactly where I need to be because spirit, whoever the fuck that is running shit upstairs, um, is trying to show me something. I, there, I'm supposed to be learning something through this stage of my life. And so one of the things I am trying to do is just trying to be quiet and trying to be like, okay, what is it that I'm supposed to be gleaning from this? And like, how can I, you know, improve? So, but certainly one of the things that, that, that gets me through is doing this motherfucking podcast, um, mm -hmm. because it is a good yelling space for me. Um, I don't know that we have a lot to yell about, but I mean, we, I got here at five 30. <laughs> we, we got just, a good show though. We just cut on the mics and I, I, this is going to be a, fantastic episode 
So this first thing, uh, I, I, I do want to preface this by saying that uh, me and Jack both think that what we're about to talk about is pretty goddamn stupid. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> um, we are a podcast that talks about things that you Negroes discuss in the African diaspora on Twitter. And um, this was one of those dumb ass things that propped up a couple of weeks ago. Um, we may or may not black women. We may or may not say uh, some things that that do not necessarily align um, with our individual and collective politics regarding black women. Um, I continue to stand ten toes down behind you, and I know that Jack Baudelaire um, echoes that sentiment. However, um, certain things that we have to talk about that happen intracommunally, which means inside of the community, it indicates that sometimes we are going to have to have serious conversations about some of the things that you girls could be doing <clears throat> a little bit better. And niggas too. <laughs> um, and so with that being said, um, Jack, what's uh, what's first up for us? So first up on the list. God damn it. Like Dakri said, we got to bring um, black women to the front because... Red table. Y'all are doing just too much. There's a lot going on. What are we talking about? Places that you will not go on a first date. Yes. And um, um, <laughs> for context mm-hmm. on this. Uh, There's an infamous at this point now. There was a kind of like, I think it was a list. It, there's a list, but there's a video too. There's a video. Oh, talk to me about the video. So in the video, it is a, a black woman. Mm-hmm. Respect. And a man. Okay. She starts the video out by saying, and this is where I kind of was already like, okay. (laughs) He was supposed to pick me up at six. Mm -hmm. He got here at 550. And I walked out of the house at 630. Because I started getting ready at six. Six, right. This was cool. Right, I'm like, okay, like, you know, like. It's fine. If I was on a date with a woman and she took extra time, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to sit in my car and chill. Look beautiful. It's fine. Take your time, baby. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But he pulls up to Cheesecake Factory with her. Uh Uh-huh. And this, the video of the the woman we're talking about in this instance, um, she was, um. Watch it. She was okay. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> she she wasn't the baddest. Okay, great. She was that. That's she was a she was an average looking woman. She was mad regular. She was regular. Okay, great. She, there was nothing about her to where it'd be like I can see where you're coming from. But she looks at the guy and goes, "We're going to the cheesecake factory on some like ill." Their this is their first date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he responds with. Well, well, yeah, I wanted to do, you know, like drinks and then come here. But, you know, you took a little bit longer getting ready, which is sure, cool. Sure, sure. But I figured we could just go here and, like, we could talk, get to know each other. We could still you get, get drinks, drinks at Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, exactly. you know, chill. She's like, do I look like <gasps> I should be at Cheesecake Factory? A woman who looks like me shouldn't be at Cheesecake Factory. I hit pause. <laughs> and in my head, I said, a woman that looks like you... Shouldn't it be on this date? Expressed by. Because you are not all that. 
Right, 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 right. I right. can toot my own horn. My bitch bad. <laughs> and I know the type of women I attract. Those women could say, yeah, I don't I'm not to for be this. And I'd say, you know what? <laughs> and I'd look at her and say, God damn it, you might be right. You're a goddamn skippy. You might be right. Okay, great. But I saw the video of the one we're talking about. Okay. Hell no. Okay, great. So it made me think, and then it got the whole fucking world talking. Where can you not take people on a first date? Yes. So here are the places the list said you cannot go on a first date. Cheesecake Factory. Sure. Applebee's. Red Lobster. Yum. Buffalo oh, Wild Wings. Red Robin. Red Robin. <laughs> Yum. You can't go to the movies. You can't go to basically the girl in the video was saying she needs to be at a five-star five star restaurant. Michelin restaurant. On the first date. And my thing is this. I have no problem taking you to a five-star restaurant at all. God damn it. And it, it doesn't matter. Your Her looks that isn't what it's about. The first date is always something more chill. I agree. The motherfucker didn't take her to McDonald's. Yeah. He yeah. didn't take her to Burger King. Mm-hmm. He didn't take her to fucking Subway. He took her to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Someone like me, who is a very, um, <laughs> you know. Tell a, us the kind of person you a are. A debonair Jack. type nigga. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> um, okay. I've never thought Cheesecake Factory was shitty, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You and I have been to birthday parties at Cheesecake. Correct. You and I have been to Cheesecake separately. Yes. I've always thought Cheesecake Factory was nice. I'll tell you right now, I took Shirley Temple to Cheesecake a couple of times. <laughs> and every time I come home from Cheesecake, mm-hmm. it's a good night for me. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I'll be for real. My girl is one of the bougiest and fanciest that you can. She has high taste. She is very uh-huh. high taste. Yeah, yeah. But our first date. We went to a, p- a pizza place. Nah, niggas. I didn't go to Domino's. I didn't go to Pop John's. I Not went to Chuck a- E. Cheese, gross. No, nah, niggas went to a place. I sat down. It was It's a pizzeria. It was an Italian, a Maggiano, some bullshit like shit. that. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. You know, don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, but it begs the question of why, and, it, and I, we started off by saying black women because I, it is. I know that when I'm looking at some of the shit that's that's coming out online, Thank you. I know that white women. I'm sorry. Let me not. Let me not make it a black. No, white because, thing. Yeah, I know no, that non-black women that are like that. I know that non-black women are not the primary people. Yes. who are perpetuating this, this particular of- conversation because I know niggas. Right. And when I say niggas, it's a very gender-neutral term. I'm meaning. Men and women. Yeah. I, I know. But in a way, I will preface before we get into it for real, that niggas, and I mean niggas as dudes, uh-huh. we're to blame. I agree. Because we have, historically, it's been, oh, no, girl, you too fine to have to do that. You too fine to have to do this. And in reality, it's, no, you're not. And that's okay. And that's cool. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's like when as a people, and this has been only in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. that 
I will say now that black women have got to the point where if you got a fat ass, nice titties, and a good face, that you think you're above everything. And I'm going to be for real with you. The pussy probably ain't even that good. <laughs> and I know because you can always tell. but You can always tell before, oh, she got bomb pussy. That shit's going to be worth it. That's how you know. Oh, yeah, you want to go to so-and-so? Bet. Because mm-hmm. I know you. I'm a hit. And I know that shit's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. That nigga knew. I think the dude in the video knew. Your shit's probably about a six. Wow. <laughs> Why would I go to a five-star restaurant for some six-star pussy? Wow. That's that's real. Heavenly Father. It's real. Now, the ones that are ten-star, sure. god damn, that's a bad bitch. Okay. I can see it. Yeah. But those girls, first off, those girls aren't talking to niggas that are like, let's go to Cheapcake for the first date. They're talking to the fucking leaguers. Right. And I mean NFL, NBA, MLB motherfuckers. Yeah. So, I I, I want to start with, huh. I don't give a shit how any of y'all look. Because the, the <laughs> I do. Here's the thing. We gotta stop this. If we are on a first date, I'm sorry. I think you're a ten thousand. Offer. I'm not. I'm not entertaining people that, who what? I don't think have that shit, girl. Like I'm not. I'm. But, I'm already not entertaining it. But right? Dakri, look. This is where I'm saying though. On the first date. Everyone, it's vetting, right? I'm right there with you. They're vetting you. You're vetting them. Sure. I'm not going to go to... First of all, I'm not going to a fucking five-star on the first date if I literally met you off a date nap. We are completely agreed. If I was walking down the street and saw you, hell no. This is my exact point, is... I already know you're fine because you made it past the Tinder thing with that's me. Fa- you made it facts. past the little three weeks yep. of us texting back and forth. Yep, on We're an app. actually in person. I probably have your phone number right. by this point in time. Right. I know you're fine. Yeah. Right? I've already decided that wherever we want to go, mm-hmm. it's cool with me. I've, I'm, I've already made that choice. Yeah. And there is an element of this where I'm like, I am willing to shell out some modicum of money yeah to not flashy impress you but i want you to know that like i'm willing to show you a good time with that being said but mm, i got you me because i'm i know that it sounds like we're not on the same page no we are i guarantee you yeah we're on the same page i i don't know how else to tell you this shit girls you are still in the vetting stage on first date basis which means we are going to neutral type locations. Yep. Now, I want to I want to preface this by saying I I am a part of the LGBT. I am a part of the leg booty community, right? <laughs> um <laughs> however, I with, with that with that being said, so so and I, and I just preface that to say like maybe that is changing how I'm approaching this conversation a little bit because the niggas that I go on dates with or have gone on dates with, we're going to coffee shops, girls. Mm. We're going to a movie. We might could go to a bowling alley together, right? 
I actually cannot tell you the last time that I was on a date with a young man and we went to anywhere super duper fancy. No shade. Me and my nigga have been together for years. We don't do uber fancy places any black ass way because it's, I'm not interested in having gold plated salmon. <laughs> have you seen the things that have the, the yes. gold flakes? Yes. I'm not Bro. interested, right? You yeah. can keep it. So I say all that to say that we're still strangers on a first date. Thank you. Thank you. I do not. I know don't know you, you, girl. And it's not to say that I don't think you're gorgeous. It's not to say that I haven't already had conversations with my friends about how A, tight, and B, wet it could potentially be. It's strictly physical on the first date. It's strictly physical. It's strictly and, physical. And no shade. I might be thinking, because this is how I am personally, I might in the back of my brain be thinking, because... I'm like, oh, maybe we could go on a second date after this. Maybe we go to, but I'm, I'm like, let's see if we can get to 9 p.m. Literally, let's literally just see if we can get to 9 p.m. I love you, bro. This is literally. I knew we were going to be on here, the same shit. Right? Now I'm proud of you. Again, for me, your the reason why your looks are not factoring into this conversation for me is because you're lucky if I if we're on a first date because. Because Daiquiri basically already factored the looks in. I have been through your Facebook account. I have found your mother and where she lives. (laughs) Damn. I have already. Oh, girl, I'm I'm thorough. Mm -mm. Some of the shit that I've been through, I'm checking everything. I know. I'm thinking of a story right now. You know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. And some of you girls who've been with us since for the record know exactly what story I'm referencing. Right black ass now. I don't oh, play yeah. games with you girls. Yo, my nigga became Inspector Cousseau after oh, that shit. I need to know everything about you, girl. What is your blood type, mama? Right? Because so, on that first date, if y'all get an accident, bitch, he <laughs> needed a donation. I need to know. So oh. trust and believe, by the time we've sat down at first date, I know a bunch about you. I'm just trying to see if it's like a internet type scam type thing. Right. I'm trying to see if you're like a real person or not, right? So with that being said, let's go to a neutral location. And I'm gonna say this as a small as a small town nigga. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up in Bumfuck, cheesecake was the pinnacle. That's that's where. I remember in high school. It was Cheesecake Factory and P.F. Chang's, nigga. Yes. I went to fucking Cheesecake Factory on a date. And it was like our like high school type shit, but the one year mark. Mm-hmm. You know how much I was like, damn, I done made it. I just paid for this girl to eat at fucking Cheesecake. And we got cheesecake on top of a meal. When we went to Cheesecake Factory for Dee's birthday party them mm. years ago, yeah. it was. I remember thinking, Oh, niggas finna go to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Niggas finna be in Cheesecake. And and and, I, and by the way, I'm not saying that Cheesecake Factory is some is some fucking gourmet restaurant. I'm really it's really no. not giving all of that. And there have been times where I've been like, Cheesecake is not that fuck ass impressive, right? That's a counter argument to what I'm saying, but I but I, I say all that to say it's a first date, babe. A first date. That's a good first date, I would think. Cheesecake is a good first date. That's a date. good first date. Cheesecake is a good fifth date. No shade. <laughs> For real. You understand what I'm saying to you? Like, so I, I saw I, I I saw the list. Yeah. Cheesecake is a good first date. Red Lobster is a good first date. Personally, 
my ideal first date is us going to a movie. Oh, really? I like a movie date. You don't talk. Yes, but body language is important. I'm first off. See, I'm you buying, want the tactical shit, nigga. <laughs> you, baby boy, what you want off this menu? What you want? Oh, you want the large popcorn? Oh, word. Get you some little, uh, get you little crunchy snacks too, nigga. Hey, get yo, you, that might be more reflex than a restaurant. Nigga, get you whatever a, you want. A movie high key nowadays and i'm peeping the kind of movie right. i'm watching a i'm watching a scary movie so that i can get scared and put my arm on top of you oh uh, here you go oh i'm getting the big bucket of popcorn so oh ooh, i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i touched your pinky girl i know what the fuck i'm doing yeah, i'm initiating physical contact in a way that makes you kind of hot a little bit like makes you want to, <laughs> oh my god it's an accident right i'm very strategic in the way that i'm planning out these things because i want to curate an experience if I want to talk to you on the level about some shit on the first date, we're going to a coffee shop, girls, because it's small, it's intimate, it's, you know, it's just me and you type thing. So here's here, here's what I'm going to say is this has cropped up in the past couple of years. Part of this is Negroes on the Internet like to make up shit to get likes, comments and clicks and and, and, and engagement online. Right, Chadra? Um <laughs> So you 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 fabricate these things that I know you niggas are lying about. Girls, okay, black women. I told you we would talk. Okay, so it's just me and you. And I don't we don't typically have these kind of conversations because typically we see very eye to eye on these things. I want you to be very honest with the question I'm about to ask. You don't have to write us in an answer, you don't have to do anything. Just sit and think about it. Girls, it's rhetorical. On that list, right? Cheesecake, red lobster, uh, uh B dubs, right? Um, I, I know that the list says that those are places that you're not to be taken to on a first date. How many of those places have you been taken to on a first date and enjoyed your time there? Just, oh. just sit and think, just sit and think, just sit and think about it. Because the reality of the situation is a first date is I'm trying to get to know you. Yes. I, I feel like I get to know you the best in scaled back low-key kind of environments. It's mm -hmm. not to say that I'm trying to play you out like I'm some cheap little boy who doesn't want to do big things for you. We get there later on down the line. I don't know you. Right. I'm going to tell you. I have, I've never told this story before, and it's a cute story. It's fine. It's stupid. I went on a date with this uh, young man years ago. He was this light, bright, biracial boy with a white mother. <laughs> <You're> a... <laughs> who looked like Mr. Tumnus from Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> and um, mind you, I, I'm talking shit about this nigga, but I, 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 I would have at any given juncture, at any given juncture. I it love was, that you preface he had a white mother. He did. And I, you can always tell. Um, <laughs> our first date... We went to some little, you know, little. I think it was a pizzeria of, of some kind, whatever. And then I bought this question mark nigga um, tickets to Bon Iver, who is uh, this like alternative, like folk type music. That's Art how you say his name? Bon Iver. Who, he's you. worked with Kanye. You thought, I thought bon that Iver. was Bon Iver. I know you did. Uncultured <laughs> black that you are, you fucking monkey. Uh, bon Iver. I know exactly what, how you thought it was cold. pronounced, right? <laughs> we went to go to Bon Iver. The tickets were like 80 bucks a pop, right? It was at the Stifle Theater. 
Right. Oh, that's a theater. Yes, nigga. These are the things that I'm willing to do. And mind you, it was the first date. I was still like, oh, this is chill, like whatever. I'm willing to do certain type things if I feel like the vibe might go somewhere. But, but check this out. Mm -hmm. We go through the first date. Now, mind you, I drove. This was during a time where I was not driving very well. So it was very hectic <laughs> and uh, chaotic. And we were late to the show. That was my bad. We were late to the show there, okay. right? We do the show. We get we get home. No kiss goodnight. Which I thought was weird because I'm like, that's weird. You could drop your pants and then I could do something strange to you. But whatever, wow. I guess. I say to him, oh, this was fun. I'd love to do a second date. He goes, yeah, same. He then ghosts me. For a 160 of my US dollars. And a Bon Iver experience that I could have gone to with one of my fully white friends. And Damn. had a good time. So this is what I'm saying to you girls. Is it's a first date experience. Right. Which means there is always there's a chance that there's a second date. But there's a chance that there's not a second date. I am not. I'm so sorry. I am not shelling out gobs of money on an experience that could have been just the one time and i might hate your ass afterwards literally me and uh mr tumnus god i hope he never listened to this show because i he was <laughs> he was fine he was cool i just didn't mr. like the ghosting Tumbus. thing i yo you gotta show me a picture of oh, mr. we Tumbus. still follow each other on instagram i love that we still follow each other on instagram and his name his, his name is still in my phone because it it ended on good terms because I was like, I'm sorry. It feels like you haven't spoken to me in a couple of days. And you said that we were going to have a second date. What gives? I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm like, this is what you said at 8.15 p.m. when you looked at my eyes, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> when you looked at my eyes. And didn't kiss me goodnight, nigga. Are you joking? My lips are lush. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh, I say shit. all of that to say this is not even necessarily just about black women here. No, but it's in, primarily in general. And oh, it's, yeah, this ones that, that are bringing the shit up on yeah. Instagram and shit like that. It is very genuinely like, what kind of first? Date, are you trying to have a first date experience where you get to take pictures and put it on Instagram and show people how good of a time this nigga who you're only going to go on a first date with is showing to you? Or are you going on a first date because you are kind of liking this boy and you want to see how it can grow and develop, right? Depending on how, you're, how you answer that question will change how you perceive this Cheesecake Factory thing. Which again, I think it's a horse shit debate. Yeah. But I think it's a horse shit debate because I'm like, girls, if, if a nigga wined and dined me that much on a first date, how many people have you murdered? How and, many people have you done that for? And or, what is your baby mama's name? Right. You understand what I'm saying? And that's that's the thing, bro. Like, I legit, like, I saw this and was just like, interesting. Because whenever I've been on first dates, it's always, like you said, a neutral type of shit. It's chill. Where it's like, we can chill, we can talk, get to know each other. And then that shit comes with time. I can say right now. I've been with Shirley Temple for, we're going on four, four years. years. Our first date was to a pizzeria, a local place. I drove over. I didn't get her number until day of. Because mm, mm -hmm. she was very like, we can talk, but 
I don't give my number to people. Keep it in the app type thing. bad experiences. I'm like, I'm cool with that. It was weird to me, but I'm like, okay, whatever. She's like, here, you can have my number. I picked her up. Getting ready, I was excited because literally, I didn't do the date nap thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you know what? I'll try it out. And I'm like, damn, like, she's good looking. Like, she's attractive. She's cute. Like, I want to get to know her. Sure. We match. I do my thing. We go on the date. I pick her up. She comes out amazing. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. looked perfect. We go to the place. We talk. Yeah. We have a good time. And then afterwards, I'm like, hey, like, let's keep hanging out. She wants to keep hanging out. So we go, we get drinks. We mm-hmm. go to a couple of different spots and Absolutely. get drinks. And we just hung out. We hung out to like three in the morning. Yeah. On just some like getting to know each other type shit. And that memory now, four years later, is will always be like, that's how it started. And that's great. Yep. Because she wasn't some t- girl that was like, we're going here. This is all you're trying to do. Yeah, like, like Niggas don't want to hear that. And a girl that's like that, it's like. What happened to you to the point where you think that's okay? Yeah. And and it it's also a thing of like if you didn't like Cheesecake Factory, right. You should have said that. And the, I in say, the app. Right. Right? I, like I will, I will say in the video he was like I thought we could come here. He's like is there someone somewhere else you would rather go? Mm-hmm. And the thing that really sent me was she's like, "Well, I just don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory." It's like Okay, so where, where do you, you want to go? go? Right. She just wanted somewhere where she could, and it's still the same thing. That night that me and my shorty, our first date, didn't nobody take no pictures. We weren't on our we weren't on our phones because no, we were you're having talking. fun. Yeah, you're into one another, and that's what was great. This girl basically was like, "I want to go somewhere where I can be like, ooh, look at my plate, look at this, look where," and it's like, that's our problem too. Is it's. And that's not just a black woman thing. That's that's a this that's generation. We're trying to do everything for the to, goddamn yeah, internet. Everybody's trying to show up for the internet. To yeah. Be like, oh, this is where I'm at right now, and it's like, cool. But why don't you enjoy that shit? Yeah. Be you know. Be be kind of in the moment, and and so and and I I do think that's kind of what I would say to this whole conversation is y'all need to be more focused on like having like genuine experiences experiences. with people as opposed to experiences that can be commodified for the internet. Right. Because fuck this internet shit, girl. It it's not that goddamn serious. And I, I would rather have like a low key ass first date that nobody knows about Uh than a shitty first date that everybody does. Right. Sorry. Yeah. That's just, Cause I think now this this girl and I don't know who she is, but everybody's like, "You're like, whoa!" First off, like, chill. He's a nice. Cause the guy was like, "Well, you know, like I wanted to do all this stuff, but like you were late." And then on top of that, it's like I brought you to like cheesecake. I didn't think this was a bad place. And most people are like, "It's not a bad place." I don't think cheesecake is a bad. But place. But then you have some people that are like, "Oh yeah, he's cheap," and I'm like. Cheesecake Factory is expensive. Let's not it. Li- let's not one do that. piece of cheesecake is nine dollars, ten dollars. Like, like, I don't even. On. I don't want to hear the cheesecake is is cheap thing. Blow it out of your fucking ass. Yeah. Like you're, I just you're you, easily for two pieces of cheese. I believe, like I said earlier, debonair type of nigga that I am. I know two pieces of cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. When you do the total, it's like $23 or $24. That's assuming you don't eat food and get beverages. Right. That is before 
tip. Come on. So then you tip, and that 23-24 turns into 36. Right. On two pieces of cheesecake. You get no nourishment from that. Yeah, so what Like, what the fuck are we talking about? That's what I'm saying, bro. What the fuck are we talking about? We've done did dinner and cheesecake there, because both of us... Dakri's trying to be humble, but he's a debonair type of nigga too. Yeah, I don't, I don't talk a lot of shit about it. And we both took our people to the Cheesecake Factory. Okay, get whatever you want, baby. My nigga can't look at I, I like now. Now here's the thing. To be fair, he and I do play a kind of game of like, oh, who's gonna get the check? And sometimes we'll play games on the waiter to see who they think. <laughs> sorry, to see who think is topping. Because uh, oh, the the waiter will always give the person who they think is the masculine one the check, but nine times out of ten, if I take my boyfriend out to dinner, it's not even running through my brain that he has to touch his wallet. Yeah, it's not something that I'm thinking about doing because I'm like, no, like I wanted you to come out with me. I wanted us to have this date. I'm prepared to spend money. Right. Get the, what the fuck? I don't give a shit. You, I'll get the money back later. Who who like who Literally. gives a damn, yeah. right? Um, so I I do think you girls need to like appreciate life a little bit more, yes. and not say that you should appreciate men more. You should just appreciate being the fuck alive yes. and appreciate the fact that like someone wants to take you out. Somebody thinks that you're dope enough and not weird enough to fucking take your ass out to Cheesecake Factory. Oh well, get over it. Boom. Speaking of food, um, so um, <laughs> the internet, um was in a tizzy recently um because up and coming um food local food critic not local to st louis but like internet local food critic keith lee um took a road trip with his family to atlanta georgia um the home this is hot georgia hot georgia um the home of blacks and homosexuals and well, I just I just said blacks and gays. Oh, you covered it. I just said blacks and gays. He covers both of those categories. Pause. Um, <laughs> well, yo, what the Boondocks say? He said, what was his name? My Dukes gets her man. <laughs> God, the Boondocks is right about so many things. I'm going to give that man all I got. Pause. <laughs> um, so... Keith Lee went to Atlanta, and I already knew that was going to be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He goes to uh, he goes to Atlanta, and I think the first restaurant he, he went to Candy's went restaurant. Reviews, uh, the one uh, uh, before uh, Old Lady Gang, which was called uh, the real uh, the real Milk and Honey. Okay, mm. so he uh, Keith Lee. For anybody who doesn't know, he's a uh, he's a TikToker. He's uh, an internet like kind of food critic. He's kind of a down to earth type. I'm gonna eat this food, try it real nice, and rate and it let, one through ten. Yeah, <laughs> this was terrible. Right, but I liked it kind of because of these things. <laughs> he he gives a very honest man, every man type of of review. It's very fair. It's very objective. He doesn't dog anybody out. He seems like a sweet guy. And, girls, I don't know if you've seen The Elephant is Heavy. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? <laughs> he has a hog. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest. He goes to uh, the Real Milk and Honey, which is a uh, restaurant in <laughs> Atlanta. And he usually has food in his lap. 
because he doesn't do. He they does don't, the review they, in his car because they don't go to. They don't go and sit down. He mm-hmm. goes and gets takeout and brings it back to his family. So he starts video and he's like, if, as you can see. I have no food in my hands. And we I was like, oh. he has a very distinctive voice. I love him so much. <laughs> He's sitting there with his fucking his fingers touching. As you can see, I have no food in my hand right now. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and so he, in a very polite Southern kind of way, explains that the niggas had poor service. Mm-hmm. And we're playing games about food. They you couldn't put in an online order. You could only order between such and such time and such and such couldn't time. Take out. You had to go down there to do it. And oh, it's a such and such amount of weight, whatever. So mm-hmm. he straight didn't get any food, right? Yeah. Um. There was another instance. Oh, sorry. And so he. No, I'll I'll get back to them in a second. So he goes to then Candy. I believe her name Candy, Candy Burris's restaurant. Yeah, Candy. Who she's. Of Real Housewives fame, um, I've never watched Real Housewives. She's side a part of conversation. Escape. That's why she's famous. Correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't act like Candy. Do- Escape. Come on, bro. This has nothing to do with Candy. I, I will just say that I can't name you five escapes. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't. name you two escapes. I'll be real. I can't tell the difference between them and SWV. Okay, great. And so. I'm glad that you said that um, because <laughs> contrary to that, I actually know a couple of SWV songs. I, I guess so. Well, I know the song, but I originally, I like SWV with the fucking Michael Jackson hook. It's another great song from SWV. Yeah. Anyways. Right here. I know fault. Candy Burris because she's a reality star, which is fine. It's a great show. Allegedly. So <laughs> goes to her restaurant. And same thing, as you see, I have no food in my hands. So the issue with that restaurant was he sends his family in mm-hmm. to the restaurant mm-hmm. because his family is not famous. Right. And nobody knows what the fuck they look like. Right. So that he doesn't get this like Keithly special experience yeah. treatment, right? The family goes in there, the niggas at uh I think it's old lady gang go and say well, it'll be like an hour and a half, hour and 45 minute wait. They say, okay. So then Keith goes in that motherfucker and he goes, oh, hey, I would like to order some food. How long is the wait going to be? And they go, oh, we'll have, a, we'll have, we, uh, it'll be five minutes. We'll have a seat for you in just a moment. They're clearing off shit for him as soon as they know it's Keith Lee coming in there. Mm-hmm. So then Keith Lee goes, well, you know, on second thought, and this shit is recorded on second thought. My family and I are actually, we're just going to go eat somewhere else. You know, I, we appreciate you guys. God bless you. And, you know, goodbye moving, type yeah. thing. And there's an additive video of Keith kind of in, I think that same parking lot, if not the parking lot of a different Atlanta restaurant in which he's explaining to the work staff, listen, I'm cool with y'all seating us. But before you seat us, that lady over there needs to get seated because mm-hmm. she was here before us. They need to get food before we get it. Like, he's literally like, you better treat everybody the exact same in this motherfucker yeah. before you give me a morsel of food, right? Yeah. He is, as Drewski says, uh, which I have adopted this this terminology pretty quickly, he's standing on business. Like, 
hard as fuck. Standing on business. Standing on business. I don't feel like you're standing on business, nigga. You had conversation with the nigga back and forth. I love Drewski. Side by, I said, fucking, uh-huh. I, I, Come I, here. Sign Drewski. Yeah. 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 Could have been records. I think he is a charm, but. <laughs> you see the one where he was like, I'm about to bust a nine. Yes. <laughs> Drewski's It's insane the things that he gets away with online. I'm like, oh my God, Drewski, how can you do that? So, <laughs> the restaurants had different kind of different kinds of reactions. Uh, right. uh, uh, the Real Milk and Honey first came out and said, we don't know who the fuck Keith Lee is. Which, Why? girl, okay. And then one of those niggas who runs or operates uh, that particular restaurant went on the TikTok or Instagram comments and either insinuated or directly said that Keith Lee was fucking autistic, which is a weird drag because do autistic people not know how to eat food? One. And two, I don't know if you know any autistic folks. I do. Some of them have very specific... uh, Somebody said this on TikTok. Some of them have very specific special interests some of which could be food, which means if he is autistic, that means he knows your shit more than anybody else does. Girl. Well, this is just a it's that comment pisses me off because it's, it's so it's, ableist. And it's also we're talking about Atlanta. So we know we're talking about black folks. It's literally you knew his power and his influence. I was trying power, to downplay his influence, his influence. And what you're going to try to do is be like, well, he autistic anyway. Yeah, hit with his little with his little TikTok page. He don't know nothing. But we don't you, know him. But you know damn well that his little TikTok page would have had your restaurant packed and, and for weeks. Had he got a taste of your food and had your food been even slightly good, niggas would have gone and gone to check it out. I, now I'm not going down because there. then those motherfuckers can say reviewed by Keith Lee, right? That's what I'm saying. Niggas, that type of shit pisses me off. It's like, bro, like you was off your game. It's be- because this. I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. But this topic is perfect because we already know how black businesses work. Oh, come on. Come right? on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So niggas will be like, oh, bro, I'm open a restaurant and the food will be good. It's It'll be fine. For about two weeks. The first two weeks. The first two weeks. And on week three, <laughs> someone's going to quit. Someone's going to get mad. Someone's not going to get paid. And nigga shit's gonna happen to where correct everything's gonna fucking go to shit because of two things that could have been solved in five minutes and you have no sense of decorum none so then the food goes to shit the service goes to shit because your main server who's your cousin who you did bogus because you did this and that quits get into it then you have five other servers who are all terrible Mm -hmm. the main cook quit because they were with the main server and now they're mad because of it's all dumb nigga shit always it's so aggressively niggardly yes and what atlanta right now is the nigga capital they actually make niggas in Atlanta of the world and the thing is black people are specifically going to atlanta moving there from everywhere to be around to be a fucking restaurant owner and it's the same fucking That's restaurant. a good point, It's too. the same shit, bro. Niggas make the same shit. We make fried chicken. <laughs> or we'll have just just fried chicken, just wings. So those frozen motherfuckers that you get at Sam's Club, yes, that is what you're paying $18 for in Atlanta. Right. Out of a shack. Or we'll be like, 
oh, so-and-so's southern whatever. Nigga, also, the, it's all the same shit. The new niggas of this generation, uh, everything is Cajun. Ca- everything. Go to New Orleans. That's real shit. Everything is an Alfredo of some kind. What's the fucking green shit? You niggas throw green shit on top of something and think it's fucking gourmet. Parsley. Yes. Ramen noodles. Parsley. Gourmet. $85. Or throw chives in something and think that they're really doing something. And it's literally because we grow up not seeing that shit. So when you think, oh, what's fancy? Green shit on top of it. Right. Smells like money to me. And looks like it too. Right. Until you get in there and realize these niggas have no idea what they're doing and have no type of customer service. I am so happy that Keith Lee went to Atlanta because... He, he needed to bring them down a peg. He exposed a lot of shit that we have already known was going on in Atlanta. Yeah. Right? And he did it in a way where he... Every single time he makes a video, he's like, I don't want anybody going to any any of these people's pages, leaving negative reviews or negative comments. I'm telling you my personal experience with the restaurant. I'm telling you I didn't want to be treated like a celebrity, and they were very clearly trying to do so with me, right? And this is the Atlanta shit, too. Speaking of, like, everybody's moving there to do this, that, and the uh, third thing is niggas who own businesses want to treat celebrities differently yes. so that celebrities will speak highly of their business and attract more attention, right? Absolutely. So that means that for the five seconds that you're, that the celebrity is in there, well, you're actually going to treat them not like a celebrity, but how every person in that raggedy motherfucker, and I do mean raggedy Atlanta, yeah. should be treated, Yeah. right? And so Keith is... Being very forthright and honest and being like, I would love to review this food for you guys. We didn't get an opportunity to get any of the fucking food. And this is why. Right. And I'm going to tell you, like Candy, Candy Burris had a, had a decent enough reaction where she was like, yeah, you know, she was being kind of diplomatic about it. And I appreciated her response to it. However, it was still bullshit. It's still bullshit. One. And number two, it's literally like this wouldn't have happened. Had you niggas not been behaving niggardly. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the thing is, niggas don't... We were talking about this earlier. Niggas don't see the big picture. They just see the end result and think, I can make so much money doing this. But they don't invest in training. They don't invest in good management. They don't invest in good business practice. They just invest in, I'm going to buy all this shit Mm -hmm. and make it. Yeah. And people are going to... I'm going to be rich. And that's the thing, too. Like... And it's not just in the black community. That's everybody. Yeah. But I think black people are definitely. You're focused so heavily on on being rich. I need to be rich. I need to, especially Atlanta, I need to have a Birkin bag. I need to be able to say, I do this. I need to drive this type of car. It's like, niggas, that's why we're in debt. Because motherfuckers don't have an actual business plan. You should be going into the restaurant business because you love to make food for other people. That is literally the worst business to go into. Thank you. It is the worst business is to get a restaurant or a bar. You will lose money. By the way, you're lucky Keith Lee doesn't also go to people's like clothing stores and start Uh buying you niggas t-shirts. Or you niggas fucking bars that y'all are making where it's 80 to get in and you can only do bottle service. That is an Atlanta thing too. I want... I want to really hone in because the, the next the next person we're about to bring to the red table uh, is also a Negro who is doing way too much. Jada, what you doing down there? <laughs> <laughs> what 
We you told me you was off today. Which, by the way, we 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 skipped that because I just did not have the bandwidth. I was like, bro, <laughs> leave her, leave her right where she is. Good luck and God bless you. Um, she been Tupac the whole time. I loved you in the Matrix. You're too much. She was in the Matrix. She's Niobe in the Matrix. I wasn't being funny. Oh, I thought you were talking about Morpheus. I wasn't making a Morpheus I joke. Was that was you, Morpheus. Chris Rock. I was not making a. I was not making an alopecia joke. I was about to say, come on. Jada Pinkett Smith is in the second and third Matrix film. Her name is Niobe. I have the. I have I the three disc set. She's a minor character. I was being shitty. Um. She doesn't advance the plot in any in any in any capacity. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um <laughs> I I want to say to black people in general that I understand that we are feeling the after effects of chattel slavery. We are feeling the after effects of like active capitalism. I, I am understanding all these things. And I'm getting that they, hashtag they, don't want to see us succeeding that well anyway. I, I really do understand. And so I, I get this idea of like, well, if I don't overcharge these niggas right now, mm-hmm. I'm never going to turn a profit. I really, really understand. I also get being irritated with customers, being irritated with having to do work in any capacity. I I get it, gross. I really do. <laughs> it is not my fault that you are working at this fucking restaurant. It is not my fault that y'all happen to charge $35 for a plate of, oh, let's call it Cajun Hennessy infused yes. uh, Alfredo shrimp pasta. I, I'm just, it's not my fault. It's always the same shit too. Your shit sounds delicious. I would like to go and try a bite. I, number one, am not, waiting an hour to do most things i'm not doing that girls i went to see beyonce and i barely wanted to wait an hour to go see her black ass right (laughs) and she's a performer of high caliber you girls where i'm really not even sure what it gives i'm not doing it so i thought that keith lee like there was a conversation where it was like oh you know he shouldn't be talking negatively about these restaurants okay but he did and he didn't shit on it he didn't say they're stupid motherfuckers who work back there he didn't say the food was trash he didn't say the restaurant was ghetto he said i can't review this food because xyz and abc and one two three right all you niggas gotta do to get a keith lee review is to stop treating people who are celebrities like they are any different than anybody else Yep. Start giving everybody the same experience. We won't have any motherfucking problems. <sighs> Speaking of girls who refuse to give um, their audience a decent experience. <sighs> Miss Lauren Hill. So. Strumming my pain with his finger. One time. <laughs> I really hate that we have to have this conversation (laughs) because it's going to require me to speak negatively about a figure in black history that I, this person is central. Mm -hmm. This is a central black cultural phenomenon, 
right? And is a person who is so talented, she only released one album, and we still, decades later, can't shut the fuck up talking about her, right? This is how this is how quintessential this human being has become to our culture, right, black folks? So Lauren Hill um, was late to a show again, and she goes up on the stage. I don't know at what point in time this is during the concert, but she goes up on the stage and says to the people who paid money to see her, and she says, um, you know, y'all should be grateful that I'm here at all because I had to do X, Y, Z and ABC and one, two, three to get up here. And this is why I'm really doing this. And so y'all should just be grateful. You know, the crowd is, you know, they're cheering for her because she's addressing the being late thing. Mm -hmm. Y'all said that I'm such and such late and I'm always late. You're lucky that I showed up at all. So I cut the video off because I am like, okay, girl, <laughs> sure. We're, we're lucky to, to see your visage. Now, for the four of you who are white who listen to this podcast, Lauren Hill is um, an R&B singer who also raps some of the time. She's a singer and rapper. Um, who is most famous for her album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, which came out, I don't know, the 90s or 2000s. I don't remember the specific year it came out. But it came late out. 90, late 90s. Late 90s time. It did not come out early 2000s. It came out late 90s. And... I do want to say The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is one of the greatest albums of all time. And that's full stop. There is no qualifier there. It's not the, one of the best R&B albums or one of the best rap albums. It came out in 98. It is one of the best bodies of musical work ever to be created by people, right? And it was so good. She has been touring those exact same songs since 1998, there have been no additional bodies of work. The only album she has is Miseducation. Right. Lauren Hill's music, her vibe, her aura is very much feet in the grass, stones around my neck. Like, and I mean stones like amethyst, like, you know, you know, lavender, right? Opal, obsidian, right? She's an ethereal third eye type girly. It's not dissimilar to like a uh, like an Erica Badu. In mm. recent years, she has developed quite the reputation for herself as being an artist who is always late to her shows. And not just a little late, one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours late, five hours late to her own goddamn shows, which end briefly after she gets up on the motherfucking stage, right? She has this reputation. So she decided to address these comments by making uh, this statement on stage of like, well, you're lucky to be here. Do you think we're lucky to be seeing Lauren Hill? And what do you think about all of that that she said? Mm, this is... This is a hard one. 
I know I'm gonna get backlash for this. We love Lauren Hill so much. We I love her. I can't stress that enough. But nothing. She has. Mm, she's been coasting. Come on. Off of one album. For 20, 20 plus years. Five years. Damn near 26 now. And her energy that she gives <laughs> is very one hit wonder. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. And wow. I know she has more and, than one hit. Well, because the one hit is the album. Right. <laughs> right? Like, But even, even with that, like how many of those songs... Do you know by heart? We just sang one, and that's not even a Lauren Hill song. That's a Fuji song that we said before we started. When I think of Lauren Hill, the first thing I think of is doo wop. Literally. Literally, uh-huh. right? Yep. You think of that, and you think of, girl, you know you better watch out. Which is the same song, by the way. Oh. You're talking and referencing the same. It's called Doop. It's track f- that thing. It's track five on the album. Okay, you're so, talking about the exact same song. Okay, so I that just proved my point even more. <laughs> Let's be real. I'll be real. Lauren Hill, one hit wonder. <laughs> we can just say it, okay? We I know niggas love our neo soul motherfuckers. I do too, but I can tell you right now, at least eight common songs. I can tell you right now a couple Music Soul Child songs. I can tell you some Maxwell shit, right? Yes. Lauren Hill. I thought I said two songs just now. If I didn't have Daiquiri Hill, I would have stood on my two thongs. Two songs. Yes. I do love the thong song by Cisco. Thong, 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 thong. Um, that's one of my favorites. Absolutely. But literally, I think she, I think as a culture, we have put her so high and I don't think she deserves any lower than what she gets. She's exactly where she should be. 100%. But the way that she treats the people that spend money on her shit is insane. It's crazy. There are. We talked about this before we turned the mics on. Right now, I'll say four people who can have that actual God complex when it comes to black music. Those four people, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kanye West, and Rihanna. And Rihanna. That's it. That's the list. Two of those motherfuckers live in the same house. (laughs) That's it. As much as I love Lil Wayne, he's not there. No. To where he could say, I'm a god. Right. It's, It's literally those four. Right. And I'm going to tell you, the thing that allows those folks, Jay, B, Rihanna, Kanye, that allows those folks to have that kind of energy. Is the discography. Thank you. It's the, it's, they, about, it's about having a catalog. They all have, and all of their albums have multiple, not two, Several. not three, at least six songs of their albums Thank you. are Hits. I want to make it clear that uh, in preparation for the Renaissance show, um, I actually 
went through every single Beyonce album, start to every single yes. Beyonce album. And every time I thought, oh, I, I didn't even realize that she had that fucking many hits on just an album, on just one album, right? Yes. Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is, it, it is solidified. There's nothing that can be said about it. I mean, it's it fucking up there. Right, but it had ne- she is still... 25 years later has not taken the next step and she get and that's the thing everybody else we drag chance the rapper for not being able to take that next step because he how many grammys does she have lauren hill well she's only allowed to have she might have one because she might have won she album won of the for, year yes yeah, she won for uh miseducation yeah for sure she at least has so one. she has one chance the rapper has three Three Grammys. Correct. Okay. He gets dragged. But Lauren Hill's done nothing and she's regarded in this light. And that's the thing. If we're going to judge black music, we need to judge black music. We cannot keep having these certain criteria for some people and something different for others. Chance the Rapper, yes. I've grown up. His second album was trash. His second album was album remember the big day oh garbage garbage absolute right fucking trash it was bad the album right the album the album <laughs> i remember that when you said it i was like oh right okay. that, that's <laughs> For stupid sure. For hot man a hot fam hot shower <laughs> Ooh, like yes it was bad <laughs> and we've literally <laughs> we've dragged him for years about it Correct. but lauren hill never even tried she said, shit, this one Grammy good enough for me. And But look, the crazy thing is she's smart as fuck because it has kept her family fed. Oh, It's yeah. kept her paid. One album. So somebody could say, we could play devil's advocate and say, she ain't need to do another one. I'm going to tell you. But it's this. Because we, we can unpack this because it's the same thing where motherfuckers will say Tupac and Biggie are top 10 right. all time. And it's like, how? Those niggas were literally college age when they died. Some information came out about Lauryn Hill and the miseducation, um, like post that album coming out, mm-hmm. which kind of could allude to or explain why there was no second one, was that she wasn't paying and crediting properly all of the other people involved in the making of that shit. So motherfuckers were like, we don't want to work with you anymore, girl. So it, it stands to reason that there very well may have been a secondary project that she had in tuck somewhere. But she's not, yeah. But you're not even, you're not treating your folks right and so you don't have a camp around you anymore, whatever. That's kind of how the story's been working. Um, I, I really hate to say this because even with Chance, he has he has a singular bad album. Yeah, that's he the has thing. one it's bad one. body of work. Ten day crack, acid rap, changed everything. Yeah, and I know that around coloring book time is when stuff started to falter off, but that had nothing to do with the quality no. of the project. Coloring book is what made him be like boom. Correct, but that is also when ten day and acid rap fans started to be like, "Why are you why a are Christian you? now?" Yeah. I, I but but that had nothing to do with the quality of the work, right? Because I had logged out of Christianity at that point in time <laughs> and was bawling yeah. when he did "How Great Is My God," yeah. right? So it is it is not just about having a quality body of work. Yeah, do it again, and if you can't, you have to be. I I feel like 
you as the artist have to be so appreciative that your fans have supported you for 20 I'm 26 nigga yeah for 25 years you have been supported off one album and you don't even know about this shit because it's not talked about that often. She did a live thing for MTV Unplugged, Lauren Hill did. Oh, I believe that. Um, Where she did a bunch of just like little tiny shit in between. But that's not an out. It's not an out. You no. went up and did something live for MTV uh, decades they, ago. And they put it on fucking streaming. They put it on streaming. That shit came out in 02. Right. Girl. And she was still playing the same album i also would like to speak about like um not quality of work per se but quality of show yes that's huge black folks okay gross <laughs> come to the front i let's god damn it let's do it because so she's not doing choreography up there Mm-mm. she's not there's not like a bunch of interesting things going on on the screen it's not like she has backup dancers does she play? She plays instruments. She plays guitar. I think right. she plays a little piano, whatever. And but but I have also seen clips of Lauren Hill performing in recent years. Vocally speaking, oh girls, I am just so sorry to be the person to tell you this. <laughs> Vocally speaking, Miss Lauren Hill does not always have it. This does not mean that. She is untalented, by the way. This doesn't detract or deduct from anything that we've said about Miss Lauren Hill thus far. It means that she does not necessarily have the grounds to be like you. What's the Kanye? What's the Kanye bar um, from Stronger? Uh, you should be honored by my lateness. You should be honored by my lateness. That I would even show, show up, up to this, this fake shit. shit. Listen, girlie, listen. We are not honored by your lateness. We don't feel honored. Now, when I say we, I don't mean me because I would never pay to go see your black ass in concert because I'm not waiting four hours for you to come up on stage because your chakras aren't aligned right for you to perform 15 minutes and then go home. I'm not doing it. I I think that ooh, I think that black people have got to stop going to Lauren Hill shows because that's who supports her, and that's she's gonna. Have I to don't learn. know any any non-black people who even fucking know who Lauren Hill exactly. is. Exactly, and the, the ones that are the ones that are like, oh, I've oh, I'm like, no, you haven't. Don't please don't. You know the one song that you thought was two songs like I did. <laughs> right, so right, 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 right. Like that's blow the, it out your ass. She has the, and that's the thing. She has this thought process of. I can do whatever I want. I'm, I'm Lauren I'm Hill. I'm Lauren Hill. Fuck off. But it's like, you haven't done shit all these years and you got one Grammy? It, it's Hell, just... I'm closer to her Grammy than <clears throat> Like, fuck. I have more albums out than she does. Thank you. And you should have a Grammy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> fuck. So it is just, girl, I, I am so appreciative for the legacy that your music has left behind, and I am so appreciative to you as an artist. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Thank you. It, it it just don't give all of that, girl. And and, and to black people, it, if if you want her to start coming out on time, I, I bet if y'all stop going to her shows, yep. her chakras will be aligned 
at Showtime. Right. I guarantee you. And this is just another small note before we end. Mm -hmm. Black artists, stop showing up to shit three hours after and performing for 10 minutes and then acting like we should be pleased. Thank you. Um, I've seen so many HBCU homecomings where they're getting these big names and they don't show up until two hours after they're supposed to be there. They perform for 15 minutes and leave. That shit is just ignorant. Don't forget who fucking put you in that spot to begin with. Yeah, man. It's literally just it's like... It's so annoying. It's bad etiquette, you guys. Like, it's, yes. just, it's just fucking bad That's etiquette. I'm saying. Niggas don't have fucking business. Yeah, there's, there's no business acumen. It's literally like, oh, I already made $2 million. Just imagine what would happen if you showed up on time. It, thank you. You dumb fuck. Yeah. Um, we gotta be better. So that then brings us to our last segment, which is our salt and sugar or our on the rim. Uh, would you like to go first this week? You know what? I will go first. Absolutely. I am putting sugar on the rim. I love it. Because, as everyone in this podcast knows, your boy plays fantasy football. Oh. And right now, I'm sitting at number two in my fantasy football league. And look, they thought they could write me off. (laughs) But I ain't right back. Word. All right. Your boy, I'm not going to lie. They had me in the beginning. Right? (laughs) They had me in the beginning. I'm in a league right now with my with my beautiful girlfriend, mm-hmm. a good amount of my friends, and they was talking down on your boy. They thought I was defeated, right? Right. But I came back, I've been kicking everybody's ass, okay? Talk shit. Now, I will be honest. My shorty done got me two times, okay? She done <laughs> got me, all right? But we live in the same house, so it's like we both win when that, mm-hmm. when that happens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I'm coming for y'all's necks, all my friends that listen to this shit, it's over with. I'm a two-time champ for a reason, okay? Talk shit. And I'm coming for the third. That's what you call dynasty, right? <laughs> and I'm coming for that shit. Legacy. I love it. And that's that's my sugar on the rim, man. I'm I'm, Absolutely. I'm him. I uh, am also going to put sugar on the rim this week. Um, I'll keep it as short as I can. So one of my favorite artists uh, is a gentleman who goes by uh, Sanfo or Samfa. He's a British kind of electronic artist. Um You've heard him on um, a record with on Drake's album, uh, Nothing Was the Same. He was on Too Much. Don't think about it too much, too oh, much. Yeah, that's, that's him. My that's his shit. He's also on the More Life album a couple different times. Yeah. Samfa is, he's very talented. Uh, he has a new album um, out now called, um, and I, I really apologize if I'm butchering the name of this, um, La High. Um, you mean Lay High. I'm kidding. Oh, Fuck off. Because no. <laughs> I was like, oh, my fault. And then I'm like, you don't, you wouldn't know any more than I do. Um, new album, Lahai or Lehi, as uh, Jack Bowler <laughs> is calling it. Um, it is, I. It, it really seems like a lot of different things are going on in the album. Um, I'm ju- I just this morning was able to have like a proper full-time listen to it. I think it came out last week or week before last. Um, it is really such an experimental body of work, and, and he has put so much effort into like rethinking how like an R&B landscape, how an electronic song should be kind of structured. And he's, he's able to dig into some deep ass shit, like family members being dead and gone and, and trying to build community within the family members that you, you, you still have that are surviving. You know, he recently had um, a baby girl 
and there's uh, mentions about fatherhood uh, on the album. And I don't know how quite to describe his music to people who haven't heard it before. Um, it feels like anytime I try to describe it, it just doesn't track. Um, but if you are familiar with Samfa, you know his catalog, you know his body of work, you know that motherfucker's pen is sharp. And those are the kinds of things that are present and for forward um, on this Lahai album. It is uh, 14 songs, 41 minutes long, which is right in that really nice wheelhouse of, of length there. Um, if you have time, um, please check it out. It's called, again, uh, Lahai. It's called, um, <laughs> sorry, not it's called, um, but it's by Sampha, and it's on all the streaming things. So, And that's my um, sugar on the, on the rim this week. All right, girls. Well, um, the lights are coming up. The bar is closing. We do have to go home. Uh, we thank you for joining us on yet another episode of the Jack and Daiquiri Show. Uh, we promise the next time you come back, uh, we'll have more rounds on you. And, you know, they won't be Cajun-flavored or overpriced. And you won't have to, like, put an online order in for them. Um, or we, wait an hour. We really appreciate every single listener uh, that has ever clicked on this this uh, goddamn show before. Um, and want you to know that, like, we feel grateful that y'all listen to this shit fact i don't at all feel that you should be grateful that we do this fucking show i feel as though we are lucky to have a platform that we can run our mouths and actually have people listen and enjoy so thanks um and we'll see you guys next time